This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, Friday, we talked to Brittany Campbell for a few moments, and I just didn't feel like we got the whole story. I had so many more questions for her. Interesting, because it, it didn't end tragically. Had it ended the way it very easily could have, um, we would just be reading about it in magazines or waiting for the documentary or, or you know, reading the news about it. Because you, insanity, like, that's the thing that, here's a much that scares me in this world, but not understanding people's motivation to be able to see what somebody is thinking, not being able to know what's in their heart, is, if, if there's anything really frightening to me in this world, it's stuff like that, where you just don't know. The psychological just, side's always... When there's no... Logic. There's no reason. There's no reasoning. There's nothing that you go, why, why would you think that you should go into someone's house? And so, and they do. Like when people go bananas, they believe wholeheartedly they're in the right, that they're, the world is the screwed up place, that they're fine. And this is the only way. And they're being directed somehow. Sometimes it's their sociopaths and they believe they're just, they're just naturally gifted, uh, incredibly smart. And everybody else is terribly stupid. Or they are getting directions from another place, whether it be the government, aliens, Manchurian candidate, right. Jesus Christ, whoever. Uh, and they believe they're being directed by a much higher power. And it really does happen in this life. We think it, you know, because it doesn't happen to you. Normalcy bias says that's probably not real. Well, Brittany Campbell is here to tell you, oh, it's very real. Our next guest is a resident of Hawaii, who in 2019, returned from a trip to the mainland to discover a stranger living in her house. And her story is explored tonight on the debut episode of the new Lifetime docu-series, Frogging, Hider in My House. Please welcome, Brittany Campbell. Hey Brittany, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Hey, I, well, we, it was such a, an interesting conversation. I, we only had limited, you know, nine minutes last time. And the story is so over the top. I thought about it a lot this weekend. The show was on tonight, and we talked about it on uh, Friday. Frogging just does not explain <laughs> what this show is going to be. Frogging hider in my house, it sounds a little childish in terms of a hider in my house, like, you know, like hide and seek. This was a human being who had an entire plan for your family to murder your husband, to take control of the children, and then take your husband's place, you believe. Yeah, um, that's what it sounded like. You know, he left like a whole manifesto, as I'd mentioned, and, uh, you know, on Friday. And that's really what it sounded like he was going to do. 
Um, And everything you said, I was listening to your, you know, before I came on your intro, and everything that you said is so spot on um, where it is like that. I think about that all the time. um, Just, you know, why us? Like if, you know, if I could talk to this person and Mm. figure it out, that's probably like the one major question is like, you know, why? Yeah, like, wouldn't you like to interview him? None of it made any sense. Yeah, yeah. If I were you, um, there would be a part of me that, as creep as it is, I would be like, look, just tell me what was inside your head. Who was directing? Like, why did you feel that it was us? Just because, you know, only if you're certain he can't hurt you and he's going to go away. But let's go backwards real quick. You go on vacation with your mm-hmm. husband and how many kids? Two kids? Yeah, two kids. Okay. You go away, you come back a day early. You come into the house, your husband's trying to open the door, and there's somebody on the other side who's trying to hold it shut. And that's that's where it all starts to unfold. But you have no idea at this point the level, the depth of the preparation this guy has been doing at your house, waiting for you, waiting for you to come home. This isn't a guy who was stealing and was going to leave. This isn't a guy who was trying to squat and then run off. This is a guy who was purposely waiting. The culmination of everything was you coming home and he gaining control. Yeah, that's a pretty good synopsis of it. Um, you know, he, like, as I mentioned before, um, before on Friday, I believe, like, he didn't, I, there was jewelry in there he could have taken. Um, you know, he could have just ran out the back door um, when we got home if he, you know, didn't want to be caught. There, you know, there's other things he could have done, but yeah, this, the guy definitely he had other plans for us. And your husband subdued him, and uh, with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it was really quick thinking on his behalf. Um, the garage door was open, and he was about like you know maybe ten feet from the inside of the door, and there happened to be a sledgehammer. I don't know why it was right there. I think we had like we had just been. Camp- not camping. I don't know what we were doing, but we had a sledgehammer there and he grabbed it and just, you know, kept him at bay, just kept telling him, you know, keep eye contact at me. You know, I will like, you know, don't look at my wife. Don't pay any attention to my wife. Just keep eye contact with me. And so he just kind of, your husband's you know, a badass. I, I think it's, by the way, sorry, yeah, your husband really is a badass. I just, so. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just imagining like, the balls on a guy like you just you're like don't you look do you look right at me because I'm a smash your goddamn headed like you because you're right yeah you, you pretty have much to, what he was saying yeah yeah you got to gain control he's got to go over the top of that guy and he's got to get take all his attention he knew I mean he instinctively knew I have to control this guy and I've got to go over the top on him yeah and I was losing you know I was losing my mind I could barely even you know I have an iPhone easiest phone in the world to use. For the life of me, it it took me a good a couple of minutes to figure out how to dial nine one one because I was just freaking out. Sure, I know. Listen, that's a natural human response, and it's also what gets people killed, and that is what predators rely on. They want you to be afraid. They they need that shock and awe when they first have you in order to you know immobilize you, and then they have just moments to take control of that situation, and they absolutely think and know that. And this guy had been in your house for a week. And he and he had definitely been stalking you prior to you leaving. You realize now that there were doors open, there were there were certain things that were moved. He had found his way into your home before you guys left. 
Yeah, he was in our house before we ever left, you know, looking back on all those little things where I thought that, you know, just like those little paranoid things where you're like, oh, I don't remember getting that extra soda out or, you know, I don't remember. I thought I locked that door. Oh, did I, you know, did I not shut the sliding glass door after I came in? Or, you know, maybe one of the kids left it open. Just all those little things kind of flashed through my mind and I was like, oh, okay, you know, this this could have been this person. You, so you come home, and, and now everybody listening, if you're just joining, um, Brittany, we spoke with her for it's far too short of a time on Friday about frogging. Hide her in my house tonight on Lifetime at 9 o'clock. This story that you'll see in, in reenactment and color and story this tonight. Your husband comes in, you subdue the guy. You've got 911 on the way. But once the police are there, you start to look around the house, and you realize he has prepared a slaughter here like he is he he's go, he has a ability to harm you he's hidden weapons he has put chemicals in places he has a manifesto he's made notes of what he wants to do and it included everything from from was he, he was going to kill your husband right yeah um it didn't i don't remember it saying in there that he was going to kill him but it didn't really mention him in the manifesto either like it it kind of just seemed like he was really focused on uh, myself and um, our two boys. What did it say? And, um, but yeah, there was, and on top of there being like the whole setup, later we looked into our, um, like our Xbox and our computers, and we kind of looked at the search history. He had looked up YouTube videos on how to perform these surgeries. Um, He looked, he, you know, he was planning on ordering a surgical bed. Like, he definitely had full-on plans. Like, this wasn't just, like, a, you know, a crazy guy, like, spiraling down into, like, madness. He, this was a methodical, organized plan that he had. You know, so, he definitely put a lot of thought into it. He was in your house, and he, he had figured out, he, he knew he was going to subdue you. When you, re, you, re, you read this manifesto, did it, did it lay out a timeline of how, like, steps he was going to take? Like, first I do this, second I do this, third I do this. Um, it did. I honestly, like my, I, you know, I wish my husband could be on the line here to tell to tell you more about this. He's out of town. Um, but it did go through like his whole plan. Um, he had filmed a video. I like watching makeup tutorials and, um, he had filmed a video on our computer, um, that was kind of in the style of a makeup tutorial going through like the physical makeup transformation. And it's, it's really, you know, it's kind of chilling. Um, sure. I have the video still on my computer. I've, I showed it to my neighbor the other day cause I, she, I hadn't told her about the situation before and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is the guy. Um, so he, you know, there's different, he had different steps that he kind of laid out. It wasn't like a list of like, Oh, you know, first I need to do this. Um, in like an organized list, but it was more so kind of like an essay. That is so, and, and he sat down and he, he researched how he was going to do this. He was researching, um, that to get, he was going to order a surgical bed. I can only assume that once he gained control of you, bound you all, kept you prisoner, he'd use your money and he would order all the tools necessary. And what was the surgical bed for? What did he want to do? So in his manifesto, he detailed um, three surgeries, at least, that he needed to perform um, on me. And that was he wanted to do sexual reassignment surgery on me. 
Um, and this was a couple of years ago before, you know, a lot of the transgender stuff was in the, you know, in the news. And he also needed to perform an anal reconstructive surgery on me. I don't even know what that is. You know, I don't. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry no, for I laughing, but I'm like, Jesus and Christ, then, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. And it, it's like you think sometimes I feel weird even like saying the stuff that he sure. has because it makes me feel like I'm the weirdo talking about it. <sighs> um, and then he wanted to perform a hand, a hand transplant That's because, right. in his words, my hands resem- resembled pink chicken-like flesh. You know what? Harmful, hateful, and if everything out of everything, I'd be like, "Look, I could take the anal stuff. I could even take the, the gender reassignment, but lay off my goddamn hands." I think you. I'm sure your hands are just fine, and I don't want you to feel screwed up about that. No, well, the thing is with the hand <laughs> thing. That's where I was like, you know, he really got a good look at me if he was yeah. if he saw all like details down sure. to my hands like that that was kind of that really freaked me out when i first saw it because that was what i that was my first thought of like yeah. how did he see me enough to focus on that my like minute of a detail how long did it take you uh total side note how long did it take you to ask your husband after this terrible trauma to go do you think i have pink pig skin on my hands like, oh i did it right away you're, like, like, you're like tell I me the truth and i was like tell me the truth yeah <laughs> right? i'm like you know yeah, and we still, to this day, I go to the market and I go to pick out some, you know, chicken cutlets and I hold them up and I'm like, oh, this is my hand. I see the resemblance. <laughs> you, uh, it, this is so over the top. These, like, because this is real. The guys, like, you guys listening, just yeah. remember, this is real. This isn't a story. This isn't conjecture. This isn't a setup for a movie. This is what happened. This guy... And, and you know, you'll never know why, why, why did he want to, so, so did he want to be the, the, I mean, who knows how you set it up, but he wanted you to be a man then. He wanted you transgender. He wanted to do gender reassignment, mm-hmm. and you were going to have to live like that. But but he had, they found his DNA all over your house, right? Like, so he'd, he had just left his bodily fluids everywhere. Oh, yeah. There was, like, there was a pint glass in our, bath, in our bathroom that was um, filled with urine, and this guy was dehydrated. His urine was, like, oh, brown. It was oh, disgusting. Right. Um we had we had to throw away our mattress because there was every bodily fluid known to man on it. Like, you know, I don't want to get too graphic, no. but like little white specks, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that UV flashlight. Um, it can be your friend or the horrifying truth. Yeah. Well, we didn't even. Yeah, we didn't even need a flashlight. We just kind of got into the in the room and we looked at it. And we're like, nope, this is going. This is not staying with us. But he had. Um, but and he the had... really gross thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and then, like, a really gross part is I had this uh, computer chair. I had a brand-new computer chair. We had just bought it before we left, and um, I always kept a blanket over it just because in Hawaii, everything gets – you get really sweaty and humid all the time, so I right. keep a blanket over it. Um, and I took the blanket off of it, and there was just a huge brown stain on it. I'm like, yeah. great. I Like, grand, like it, it was disgusting. Yeah. So, but he, after all that gross, he had cleaned your kid's bedroom and he had folded their clothes, mm-hmm. done their laundry, and it was perfect in there. How weird. Oh, it was like immaculate. It looked like, you know, it looked like he was waiting for them to come home to like welcome them home. And so what was his ultimate, when you read this manifesto, by the way, I don't know if you took pictures of it or you have a copy of this manifesto. But that's le- that's a level of crazy. Like I would I would give anything to read just because it's just a look into true insanity. Like how long had he been planning this? Did it say in the uh, 
in the manifesto how long this thought had been running through his head and you and why it was you? It didn't. Um, as far as the timeline, it was really hard to decipher um, any kind of sense of time in it because he talked about different events in it, and I couldn't tell if the event that he described in it was something that had just happened the day before, a month before. Um, he wrote about, so he had different people that he, he was, um, he wrote about people. I don't know if these people were real or imaginary. Um, our neighbor confirmed there was also a woman in our house that was never caught. Wow. Um, but in his manifesto, he wrote about, you know, having this girl, Macy, um, in his group that had Down syndrome and how he was trying to cure her Down syndrome. So I don't know if this was a person that was real, that, you know, he was around a month previously that was in my house. Um, but yeah, he write, he writes about kind of different events, kind of all of there simultaneously. Um, it wasn't really a good timeline that I could de- decipher. And then what was the last, like, I mean, how many pages was this manifesto? It was on our computer. Um, oh, so he... It made me sick to read it, so I only really kind of thumbed through it. My husband really went through it. It was a good, like... I'd say it was a good 10 pages. Um, we do have a couple copies of it. And, still. He, and he wrote it um, at the, at your house. like So, so this yeah. wasn't something he walked in with. He sat down and laid yeah. it out right then. Wow. So our neighbor actually also saw him. He was sitting outside of our front door on our computer, and our neighbor saw him typing it. God damn. Um, yeah, and she like she was asking him. So it's a military community. Some of the stuff doesn't make um, a lot of sense if you don't know, like kind of like the military community and how it is very transient and there's people kind of in and out all the time. So you always have new neighbors and stuff. Um, our neighbor had just moved in. I'd only really talked to her a couple of times. Um, you know, she had met me. Um, she had met our, our sons. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if she had met my husband. But so she comes outside and she sees this guy sitting outside of our house you know, typing away, and she kind of tried to figure out who he was, um, and he kind of was just like, yeah, go away, don't worry about it, like, leave me alone type of deal. Right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And so, um, you, you, how does this how does this manifesto end? So he gets to the middle. What he's going to do with you? He's going to order a surgery bed. Which I mean, you're, now it's this is all all the history is in your computers on your uh, search engines on you know from from your your Xbox. Now he's he's. He's at the place now where he's got control. What what is then the last half or the the last few pages of that manifesto? He doesn't really give any kind of conclusion to it. His whole his whole thing is just that our family was such a beautiful, perfect family, um, and that he was going to just elevate us to a higher spiritual being he didn't really say like what our life would be like or you know like what his what the end game was just that this was his means to get us there um yeah and a really like a really scary thing too is he wrote about um a maintenance man being in the home with him so one of the the maintenance man from our housing you know, went there and was in the house with him, talking to him. I've since talked to this maintenance man, and I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, this guy, our house looked like a freaking bomb went off. This guy's just laying on the couch with no shirt on, and you don't think to, like, ask him who he is? Right, Um, right. Yeah, so he, like, he wrote about his... He wrote about his encounter with the maintenance man and how he thought that we had sent the maintenance man to spy on him. Wow, wow. So parts of like parts of the manifesto were also written kind of as like sort of like a dig to us, like, oh hey, I see what you were trying to do, like type of thing. So right. it was just it's a bizarre, bizarre yeah. read. Because sure. there, there's those those crossings with with insane people because they're like they're sending me messages, they know my thoughts, or they can see yeah. what I'm doing right now. But I'm also then there's a moment where he thinks he's in charge and they don't know what's gonna happen. And it, you're right. It, it, the insanity that it crosses those boundaries and that that time space continuum, if you will, like of how he believes this is being perceived, that is the most terrifying thing in the world to me. Because you go, listen, there's no reasoning with that kind of insanity. There's no, there's no discussion you can have. There's no, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's take this back down to zero and think about what we're doing. He's already he's already filled with his own faith, right? The 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 fact that he believes in all his heart that there's a higher power guiding him, or he himself is the higher power. Yeah, he did believe that there's a higher power. Um, there's a lot of stuff I can't get into that he wrote um, that he wrote in there, but um, he definitely felt like he was guided by you know some kind of god or higher purpose. Like he felt that he was morally superior to everyone else. Um, he he had a vegan diet, and it's kind of funny because like if people ever want to be like, well, what did a vegan ever do to you? Hey, <laughs> I know I joke about it a lot, but it's like you have I've, to, right? I've gone through massive amounts of therapy, so I can laugh about it. But, no, you um, have to, kid. So, Let me tell you. No, it's I've never been through anything like this, but I've seen some real trauma with some friends and, and, and seen what they've gone through and, and had my own situations. And if you don't laugh, if you don't find a way to let the pressure off, you got to let the pressure off. You can't let it build up. No, because it's absolutely just, it's, beyond terrifying if I, you know, if I look and if I just stay in too serious of a space with it, you know, I still, I still have trouble sleeping at night. You know, I still look under my bed. I still look in the closet. Like I still make my husband check our attic. Um, 
you know, this is just, it's something where I don't, I don't even know, like, if any amount of therapy will get me over that. No, but, um, no, time, maybe, you know, maybe time. Where, where is this guy now? So right now he is, um, gosh, so he's kind of gone back and forth. I think he's in a psychiatric hospital. He was in a psychiatric hospital. He was found fit to stand trial for what happened to us. Then he was in jail. He was put in a special unit uh, because he had COVID, and he actually ended up murdering one of his cellmates when he was in jail. Um, so then he got taken back to the psychiatric hospital. I think that's where he is. He's at not getting out. That he's never getting out. But you, uh, what was his background, by the way? Did, did, was there a red flag for this guy, or was he a normal contributing member of society prior to this? No. He seemed like a totally normal guy. Um, you know, we ended up, um, I don't remember, oh, well, we heard him say his name when he was speaking to the to the police, and so we ended up kind of looking into him. You know, he was a young 24-year-old guy, um, well, I think early 20s. There, I've seen different ages reported for him, and he's, you know, he's said different ages. Um, but, you know, a young guy in his 20s, um, he, when I spoke with him, he was actually like, even when after I finally, you know, we got him out of the house, he was telling me to calm down. He was completely calm himself. Um, he was an aspiring rapper. He had an Instagram account with like, you know, thousands of followers. He has a SoundCloud. Like, I mean, I don't freaking watch me say that. Now all these people, you know, run out and like, see, right. like, Right, I understand. Get him some kind of notoriety or something, but I understand. Um, he, you know, he was a web designer. He had like a link, like a LinkedIn account. He was just a normal kind of guy. And and he had no priors, nothing criminal before this terrible thing no. with you. That's there insane. was a silver alert out on him, which is basically just when a person um, with some mental problems goes missing. And I've talked to a few of his like friends and family members that he's known since high school have reached out to me. And, you know, nobody can like everyone's really kind of shocked that this happened. Um, people can say that it was some kind of, you know, drug fueled thing. I didn't find any drugs other than the drugs that he cooked up to use on us. I didn't find any like, you know, little like white powders or needles or whatever. Anywhere. Right. Methamphetamine is what you it, would think, like psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. You want, uh, yeah, by the way, what like drugs, that, um, what drugs did he cook up? I, I, I was only cause I'm curious, like as if they would have really worked or if he was just some crazy cockamamie guy putting mayonnaise with aspirin. Oh yeah. Just mayonnaise with aspirin. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he actually, like, he, so he, like, he pooped in a pot, and he was cooking it Jesus up with Christ. just some uh, medications that we had around the house, and... Um, Good night. Yeah, so he was he was going rogue. He didn't really have any kind of, he didn't look up how to make up any medications for us. That was just all him, like, just... So he was going to feed you his, his waste, but with vitamins... And, oh, yeah. and, but then mm -hmm. he knew enough to order a surgical table and he, and he looked, so he, he had this odd ability to, you know, at least facilitate this insanity, but, but not that, but he didn't understand the fact that what he was doing was nonsensical, like with the other parts. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's why there's, there's some, you know, I do think that there were other people involved. And that's one thing that's really scary for me is I think that he wasn't the only person in our house. Um, when I when I first went into the house, the, the back door, the sliding glass door was open. 
And I went out there and the the gate was wide open and there was, you know, a T-shirt sitting on, you know, sitting on the floor, laying on the floor that was warm, that felt like somebody had just taken it off their body. So I think there was another person in the house when we got there. This is just my speculation. Um, You know, I think that 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 he was stalling us when he was holding the door closed. I feel like he was stalling the situation and let somebody else run out. Um, there's like a, a, there's a level of sophistication to his thought in this manifesto where I feel like there was, there was other people involved. It is so, so over the top. This, if you're just joining the show, Brittany Campbell's with her, her story also, it's on tonight, frogging, hider in my house, debuting tonight, nine o'clock Kansas city time on lifetime. Uh, I just, what are you going to do with all this stuff? Like, to me, it's it's so interesting. And you're right. You don't want to give anybody notoriety or or make it too exciting. But the, you know, the manifesto you have, the, 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 everything you know, like, what an insane story. Do you, do you hold on to it? Do you, do you ever tell your kids about it? Do you, do you delete it? What do you do? Yeah. So the boys, they were 10 and 13 when everything happened and, um, our 13-year-old, he he's a bit he's very, you know a big researcher and he's you know he's a really smart kid and he like it, there's been news reports you know we were on the news in Hawaii um, his his seventh grade social studies class actually covered that event um, in his you know in his in his class it was before he had gotten to that school because obviously we moved right after and everybody was like oh my gosh like you are that person you know that happened to you. And he's like he's read a little bit about it. There are there's a lot of elements to it that involves the boys that we haven't released to the media that we you know that we don't want them to know because it is real. It's it's really the guy is a yeah. disgusting person. No, um, of course. But so like we we tell them a little bit here and there. Um, you know, um, our oldest is 15 now. Like, and we you know we feel comfortable telling him a little bit more. But there's definitely there's parts to it that we kind of sure keep held back. Yeah, because in the end, you want him to be able to be a kid. And yeah, I can't imagine how hard it is to be a parent and think, I need him to understand he has to be aware, but I don't want to rob him of his childhood or or his feeling of safety. No, for sure. Like, I don't want him to be scared. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's, he's, you know, they're, they're kids. You know, they're not yeah. going to, and part of it, they don't really, like, they think, oh, mom and dad are just being crazy because we don't tell them everything. Yeah. Uh, dude, your your husband, I mean, that's, you know, you, we all find out who we are at that critical moment. Some fail, some rise to the occasion, but he really did. Yeah, it's funny, too, because it's like my husband, you would not think it like, you, you know, he was a bass player in, um, you know, a, a rock band back in the early 2000s. And he's just kind of, you know, a nerdy guy with glasses. And you would not think that he would, you know, have the wherewithal and the the fortitude to actually be able to hold somebody at bay like that but he really he reacted very quickly and very well to the situation and his you know his reaction is probably one of the only reasons you know why it the whole situation went as well as it did and the guy did end up in custody yeah you think about it it one moment changes everything. Your husband is a little slower than he needed to be. That guy gets a lucky shot in with a knife or something. Your husband goes down. He gains control of you, and and that's a that's a that's a whole different terrible terrible headline. But you know what? Don't dwell on that part. The fact is that he rose to that occasion. He uh, he protected his family and and and, and he lo- clearly loves you guys. I I uh, I appreciate the the talk. It's it's fascinating to me. Uh, also, how you process the whole thing. 
Because when I was here's another thing. When I was a kid, uh, a friend of mine I used to throw newspapers with. He it was a terrible murder. It was it happened in the eighties. Um, and people in Kansas City remember this. It was uh, Paul Duffield's family. Paul just passed away recently, in the last couple of months. Um, but this guy had cased their house. There was no rhyme or reason. Cut the phone lines. The mom, I believe, if I remember correctly, worked at night, and their father was sound asleep upstairs. He came in with a hand sledge, and he murdered his little sister, thought he murdered Paul, caved his head in, and then took his older sister... Uh, raped her, sexually assaulted her, killed her, and threw her down the water pipe of uh, this this lake that was right by their house. I mean, we used to ride bicycles together by this place. And, you know, obviously, the, and the terrible thing, his father never even woke up. It was all just silent. Everybody was asleep when it happened. And, you know, Paul was never right. And we stayed friends, of course, but, I mean, he was never right again. It was just, it was never, I mean, it, you never could be. He'd lost his family. And I... Uh, it, yeah. But, you know, but it was, I remember seeing it through children's eyes being like, oh, we're only in like eighth grade together, eighth or ninth grade when it happened. And, you know, it, again, it, it didn't directly affect me. I just saw it from the sidelines. But yeah, so I, it's, it's a terrible thing, man, when it, when it, when it really, the guy's able to follow through with his plan. And that's like, I, that's a part of it that a lot of people don't understand with us. We have a lot of people who just tell us like, well, you know what, he, I've had people say it in my face, like just deadpan look at me and be like, um, well, it's not like he, it's not like he killed any of you guys. Like, why are you so upset about it? Like pretty <laughs> much verbatim said stuff like that to me. And they don't like a lot of, a lot of the situation, people want to pass them off as just some crazy, you know, some crazy homeless drug addict or something yeah, as man. if he's not capable of doing anything. And it's, it's just like, no, he very much so he was, I think after he killed his cellmate like that, even more solidified it in my head that I could have been, you know, like your friend Paul's family. Like I, I yeah. could have, it could have gone a very different way. Without it, there's no doubt about that. That's a what a crazy thing, by the way, for someone to say that to you. Was it one of his family members, the the guy who was in your house that that said it's not like he did kill you or kill some of your family? Like, no. Who, who would? It was, by the way, would you? Did you beat their ass? Did you actually hit them with a beer bottle? Like, <laughs> rightfully so. Oh, I I I beat you to death. A couple of people have reacted that way. It wasn't just one single person. I've had people in, um, you know, I've gone, I ended up going to treatment for PTSD. And it, there sure. was, you know, a girl that was at the treatment center who was like, who said something like that to me. I've had, you know, quote unquote, friends of mine say things like that to me. Um, I tried to join a PTSD support group on Facebook and somebody claimed that I was lying and they banned me from the group, Jesus. even though I gave. Yeah. The moderator, um, like news articles, you know, um, there's, you know, there's a lot of people who don't really, uh, they've just been very callous about it and hurtful. You know, that, sadly, that's the uh, social media and our uh, connectivity digitally has not brought out the best in people. It's all the people you never wanted around you anyway. The people you all said, hey, make sure you don't invite them to the party. Now they just walk to your front door, yeah. you know, electronically. It's, it's, uh, I get it. But uh, listen, I, I, I uh, uh, there's a lot of people out there um, that I've I've been like, you see, you got PTSD because your boss yelled at you, huh? And then there's this. Oh my gosh! I you, okay. So I used to work in the workman's comp field, and I've literally I've said that before. I've been like, you know, people people file cl- people file court cases because their bosses yelled at them and get taken a lot more seriously than <laughs> our situation gets taken sometimes. All right. 
right? Yeah. Well, listen, but, yeah, I, I'm glad no, you're okay. For I, sure. You know, what else is, I'm, I, I think it's wonderful and it's very interesting. A lot of times people who go through traumas have a hard time keeping their relationship together. And the fact that you guys seem to be very strong and, and, and okay, and I hope that's the case. Uh, and I don't mean to jump into your personal life. Any, well, I guess, I mean, how much deeper can you get? But it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, do you think it's made you stronger or has it made it, have you had to struggle a little bit to kind of find your place again? I think if anything, it has made us closer, um, especially like doing a lot of the work that we've had to do um, with our, you know, with our mental health and stuff. Like I've been, I've been able to have conversations about things. My husband has PTSD from other things being in the military too. And it's definitely kind of given us a springboard in a way for us to have deeper conversations that we probably wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, And it just, I think that both of both my husband and I we're very we're very strong people. I've you know I've had a lot of stuff happen in my life. He's gone through a lot of things, and I think that if you know if we didn't have that personality type, it you know it definitely could have torn us apart. But I I think you're right. It has def- it has brought us closer. Yeah, I, I'm childish. Every time I'd be like, hey, you want to fool around? You're like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired. I'd be like, remember the time I saved your life with a sledgehammer and there was a maniac in our goddamn house. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very childish. Oh gosh, you know he I, he listened to the other radio interview, and if he, I'm sure he'll listen to this one too. He's probably gonna he'll, he's gonna take that. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. He's a man's man. He's he's a guy who deserves that. He uh, and you and you guys, what a good family. And I'm glad you survived. I'm glad you're okay. And uh, and and thank you for sharing your story because it is crazy and it's terrifying and it's weird. We live in a weird world and and life really does happen like this. And just because it doesn't make sense to us that somebody else can have this thought process because we go, well, that's crazy. Well, it's still real and people are really still like that. And they're the most dangerous people you can imagine because all the rest of the logic and the rules of the universe in no way apply to them. They don't have a conscience. They, in fact, worse, they believe this is their higher achievement. And that is, to me, if yeah. I, I'm not scared of much, but that stuff scares me. Absolutely. And it was, you know, he was he was on a mission. Um, one thing, like, so one thing that I did want to kind of mention, put this out here, just because it was sort of the first thing that we were able to laugh at. Um, but we were looking through our Xbox and through everything he had, you know, gone through and done. Um he had played the entire discography of Everclear. So this person, he was, he was a very multifaceted, multifaceted kind of person. And I just thought that was, the, <laughs> when we saw that, like it was a very tense moment and we were just able to kind of laugh and be like, like, wow. Everclear, okay. you're like, goddamn so. Art Alexakis. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the really funny part is we were so just like, weird. wow. Yeah, last, I, you know that was the, that was the last thing that we thought that we would have seen. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was your it was his white album. That was his super weirdo. Yeah, he uh, that's so weird. I uh, I I think it's it's going to be interesting to watch tonight um, on Lifetime. Listen, uh, frogging hider in my house. Terrible name for this. This is just because it just doesn't sell the horror of it all. Uh, debuting tonight, nine o'clock on Lifetime. Brittany Campbell, her and her family, the deranged stranger living in their house while gone, and that's the beginning of a seriously crazy. Uh, moment in time uh, it's got a happy ending a happy-ish ending but it is uh, it's a story like I've never heard before uh, Brittany and I and I definitely appreciate you coming back on this because I had a lot of questions I wanted to ask you and yeah absolutely and um, I did want to mention too that 
it has kind of a broad term because the story, there is all kinds of different stories of people finding people in their homes. And, um, you know, when, when I was doing the interview, I kind of heard a little bit about, I haven't seen the series yet, but I heard about some other people's stories and ours wasn't even, there was a, there's a couple people who have even scarier situations than we did even. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah, it is kind of a broad title, but it's because there's it runs the gamut of all the different situations that people were in with people in their homes. All right, Dave. By the way, hey, look, they just showed me a note that said your tour that you do today, radio tour is doing. It's eight thirty. It's eight twenty four, and you probably got to go to the bathroom and get something to drink. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. So great. Okay, thank you so much. It was great talking to you, Brittany. You were great. You're a wonderful interview. You really are, and I appreciate how honest and forthcoming you are about it. It really is. Uh, it's it's been very interesting talking to you, and I thank you. Absolutely. And um, after you see the show, there is other media that I've put out there. You know that you can find on there um, if you want to know more of the details as well. Absolutely. Yes. 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 And yes. Hold on. A second. I'm going to put you on with Jake so we make sure we get all our information switched. Hold on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.